This is Jason Thomas, your host here. Uh, in this episode of the Hardway MBA, David Chapman and I delve further into how you can help people be ready, willing, and able to change. Only a small minority of us like change, so we'll focus on how you can understand individual motivations, the why, so to speak, and how that is truly the linchpin for behavior change. I'm Jason Thomas. Welcome to the Hardway MBA, where we empower ambitious corporate professionals. That's you, right? With real-world business knowledge. We interview business leaders who are gracious enough to share their strategic insights and tactical activities to improve your business and career. If you enjoy these interviews, please spread the word because nothing says thank you as well as a referral to your friends and colleagues. Now let's dive in. David, in a, in a sentence or two, who are you? What do you do? Hey, Jason, and thanks for having me. It's great to be here today. Uh, I run, as you mentioned, our organizational change management group within the company. And when we are thinking about organizational change management, we're thinking about people. Uh, proficient does a lot of technology uh, and process implementations, and each one of those has a people impact. My role at Proficient is to make sure that the people are ready, willing, and able to accept whatever change is coming, uh, and that we're as productive as possible uh, as quickly after go live as possible. So, David, last time we got together, uh, we talked a lot about uh, the ROI of a change management effort. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that got some folks' attention. I know it got mine. Um, that's one of the reasons I invited you to talk to talk about this subject. Um, when we start thinking about change, you know, where do I look first? What's the the first thing that I ought to be thinking about? I mean, you've convinced me here. I need to be looking at my organization and thinking uh, more systemically about how to help people change. What do, what do I do now? Sure, that's a great question. And a lot of times when people think about change management, they think about communications and training. Um, we've got to send out the emails telling people what's coming. We've got to send them to training to get them ready. Um, and while that's good, and, and, and I would argue that's a huge portion of what we do in the change effort, it's not sufficient in and of itself. The first question we have to ask is why? Why are we doing this? Why is the company investing in this project? Why is it important to my department? And, and ultimately, what's in it for me? Why should I care? Change happens one person at a time. It doesn't happen by groups. It doesn't happen by companies. It happens one person at a time. So I've got to hook people early on why they should care, mm -hmm. why they should pay attention. So Communication. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought there. Well, I was going to say communication often answers the question, what's coming, when it's coming, sure. maybe even who, who is impacted. And in training answers the question, how is it going to happen? What do I need to do differently? And mm -hmm. those are all great questions. But the fundamental question is why? Uh, and that's where we start. So if we're looking one-on-one, one -on -one, change happens one person at a time. I think that's a great, probably a mantra that you say many times a day. Um, I, you know, putting myself out there as a, the guinea pig, um, you know, I experiment. I change a lot all the time. What uh, – if you're, if I'm engaged in a, if I'm one of the end users, if I'm one of the people you're thinking about, how do you work with me to kind of uncover my why, which is probably very different than the guy sitting next to me? <laughs> That's a great question. And Jason, I'd argue you're probably in the small minority of people who change all the time. Uh, the reality is people don't like to change. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and I like to joke that even change management people don't like change. Uh, we like what we know and what we're familiar with. And there could be something great right around the corner, but we don't really want to go for that because we're, we're comfortable in our current environment. Yeah. So that's where change and changing behavior is hard, right? And, and to your point, it's a great one. Um, the, the change equation for you or what's going to grab you may be different than what grabs me or the person sitting uh, two rows over uh, in the cubes. So what we do and how we do it, um, most projects have a mission and a vision. The, the high level, why we're doing it, the um, you know, something that's really meaningful probably to the C-level, uh, and, and that they can get excited about it. But the reality is, if you and I read a mission and vision while we nod and we say, yes, that makes sense, uh, it doesn't grab us usually, and it doesn't right. answer the question, what's in it for me? So what we do is we take that mission and vision, and we create what we call the case for change, and that is, what is the case if think about it in the court of law, what case can I make to convince you why this is important? And that case for change, it may be a sentence, it may be a couple of sentences, and very importantly, it may be we may have multiple cases for change based on who our audiences are. So the C level may have one case for change and the um the analyst at the other end of the spectrum there may be a, a completely different and there may be a third one for for the mid level uh folks. But if I can create that case for change that's gripping and helps mm-hmm. people get why they should care, that becomes the foundation for everything else I do. Every communication I send out should tie back to that case for change. Training should tie back to that case for change. And frankly, right. if I can't tie those things back to the case for change, I need to question why I'm doing it. Right, right. So, you know, what I heard you st- talk about there sounds like audience segmentation. It sounds like things that, uh, you know, previous guests on our show, Bob Sherlock, who's who's a marketing guy that's all about segmenting your your audience, um, it, he would have similar things to say about marketing. Uh, how do you see how's that parallel? Is that the am I drawing yeah, the right parallel there? You, you absolutely are. And, you know, we change management's an iterative, iterative discipline. It's not a mm-hmm. waterfall. So we we're always looking at, at uncovering new audiences and uncovering what's changing uh, because audiences themselves change over the course of the, the program. Uh, and so what we do, uh, a lot of times people build a communication plan. Um, you, you must understand that you can't jump straight into the communication plan, right? You, you have to start with what we call the stakeholder assessment or stakeholder, performing a stakeholder analysis uh, because that is exactly where you are looking at your different audiences and segmenting them. When we do a proficient as a stakeholder assessment, we look to identify all the different groups we're talking to. In most cases, it's groups. Sometimes we actually go down to the individual level in, in key areas. Now, we're not going to do that for a 10,000-person organization, but, um, but there may be some key people we need to call out individually. And what we're looking for is the way that the program is going to impact them, mm-hmm. maybe the influence they're going to have on the program, mm-hmm. and then what their disposition is today and where we need it to be. Right? We want to know what they think of this whole program at the outset, if they even know about it. And we also want to understand where we want them to be dispositionally when we go live. So do we want them to be a huge cheerleader or just someone who is okay with it and not going to push back? That's okay too. Um, but from that, we apply it. It's kind of like a math equation, right? We take our case for change, we take our stakeholder assessment, and we can now build an effective communication plan. Because to your point, all stakeholders aren't created equal. The same message 
it's not going to be appropriate for every person or every mm-hmm. group within the organization. And armed with a stakeholder assessment and a case for change, we can build an effective communication plan that communicates the right message. Nothing says thank you to me, like referring this podcast to your friends, drop a link to them, let them know they should listen. Thank you so much. Thank you folks for hanging with us all the way to the end I've got something very special for you guys. Head on over to Snapchat, download that app, look me up at jasonr.thomas. Once a day, I'm putting out the Hardway MBA question of the day, some of the best questions I get asked, some of the best ways to improve your business on a daily basis. Look forward to seeing you there. When you, uh, when you download Snapchat, shoot me a note. Let me know you're listening. Look forward to talking to you guys. Thomas. Once a day, I'm putting out the Hardway MBA question of the day. Some of the best questions I get asked, some of the best ways to improve your business on a daily basis. Look forward to seeing you there. When you, uh, when you download Snapchat, shoot me a note. Let me know you're listening. Look forward to talking to you guys.